0: Welcome to the Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast. We are your hosts, Emily Valentine of Stalme Tactical.
1: And I am Amy Robbins, everybody, from Alexo Athletica.
0: We aren't your average gun girls. I want to bring you a podcast that mirrors the way we live our lives. We are self-reliant, stylish, and eager to inspire women to feel confident in defending themselves with a gun while also staying true to their style. We'll be talking all things from concealed carry to our favorite lipstick and everything in between. This podcast is intended to support and empower women. We want you to be armed with the right tools and education to be self-reliant and prepared to act in your own self-defense. Today's episode is brought to you by Springfield Armory. Here
1: we are. Here we are. Shot show day uh, Uh, three. Four. Four if it's Wednesday. It, all wait. the rage days. <laughs> I was gonna say I've been here I think since Sunday, so. Uh, I got you. this is
0: so. Uh, this is Hump Day.
1: Yes, this yes. is so. Hump Day. Yes, it is. Actually, I'm at to the point, y'all, of Shot Show where I've like forgotten what day it is, and it's just kind of all like running together, and it's right. been like such an amazing show, but I do definitely hit like a, a point at Shot Show where I'm just like, wow, this has been a lot. So. If you
0: guys are hearing a third voice, I was just about to say that we had a. You're not hearing. Voice you're you're hearing here.
1: correctly. Totally your imagination. <laughs> I would I would say well so it is uh, not only the beauty behind the mic it is also the beauty behind the blast herself Miss Annette Evans. Hi Miss Annette hello How thanks for having me on thank you Thank Absolutely. you for coming and thank taking time know. out of your day to come talk with us okay so I have to know so beauty behind the blast does that mean that you did any specific beauty regimens to prep for shot show?
2: Actually, it has nothing at all to do with looks or makeup or anything like that. I'm actually not a very good girly girl. The beauty behind the blast name came from the idea that at the muzzle blast, everything that's behind it all of the technique Ooh, and the mindset, that is and everything you, if you get all that right the results downrange take care of themselves. That is the beauty behind the blast.
1: I love it. Uh, I do
2: too. That's that is. That's almost
1: more beautiful <laughs> right. than the beauty regimen. <laughs> <laughs> now I really don't want to talk about my uh, extensions, and eyelash extensions that I have get done before <laughs> SHOT Show. But uh, no, that is, that's awesome. How long have you been doing Beauty Behind the Blast? Um,
2: Probably about five or six years now. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Just kind of sharing my journey and my thoughts about I'm kind of a nerd, so I like to think (laughs) about all these technique issues and all these mindset issues. So I've been thinking about that and getting deeper and deeper into that in the last couple of years. I write about it a lot now. I just released a book about dry fire.
1: Oh, awesome. It's called
2: The Dry Fire Primer. It's available on Amazon now as a Kindle book.
1: Is that for more, like, you know, really experienced shooters, or is that something that even super beginner shooters could go read and, and get something out of?
2: If you have heard the words dry fire, this is a book for you. Okay. If you've been doing dry fire for years and years and years and want to have more, get more out of it, this book is also for you.
1: Okay. And if you have no idea what Annette's talking about with a dry fire, go ahead and tell them. And so then all of them will have heard about it and they can buy your book.
2: Awesome. <laughs> and I explained a little bit of this in the beginning of the book because we all have various ideas of what dry fire is about. But at heart, it's practicing shooting without ammunition. Okay. And it's everything about practicing shooting from learning how to run your trigger to learning how to run your gun.
1: Which is extremely important.
2: Yes. <laughs> all part of training. All you know, part of becoming a Some physician. people say, oh, maybe it's just for competitive shooters who want to get fast. I'm like, well, no, no. I mean, if I'm learning how to shoot a gun in self-defense, I probably want to know how to load my own gun and unload my own gun and draw my gun out of a holster. because so it's for you, too. Dry, one of the great
0: things about dry fire is you can do that in your home. You can do that where where you have a dedicated space that you want to practice your dry fire in, yep. you don't have to take the time on your day to go to the range. Right. Yep. You don't have to buy the ammo to go to the
1: range. Yep. If you
0: can't get to the range for a couple of weeks, or even a couple months, you yeah. can still be doing
1: dry fire,
2: correct? Yep. Correct. Right. I mean, and that's and what. it's a lot cheaper, too. Well, yeah, exactly.
1: Totally. No, it absolutely is. And dry fire was a concept that I never, I had heard of it. I had heard the term. Um, I always heard it in the, don't dry fire because you're going to hurt the striker, or you're going to hurt like this when you're yeah, dry firing at the, mm-hmm. at the right, you know, to test out guns and stuff. Yeah. But it is so important, um, mm-hmm. especially as you start getting into firearms, and maybe you're getting uh, several different types of firearms so that you can get to know your trigger.
2: Right, I mean, get to know them, your gun.
1: Exactly. Do you I've, know how to
2: lock back your slide? You know, when I started shooting, I think a lot of people and a lot of women have had the problem of trying to lock back the slide. Yeah, and try to I the the, slide. I've had that problem. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people can identify with that. So instead of going to the range and feeling silly because you can't do it and you're struggling and it takes you four tries, four tries to lock back the slide, you know what you can do? You can find a safe place at home and practice locking back your slide and get to yeah. be a pro at it. And then when you get to the range... Somebody says, "Oh, you need to lock open your slide for me." You just do it, and they go, "Wow, she must know what she's doing." Well, because it helps build your confidence,
1: right? (laughs) It's going to help build your
0: confidence when you are at the range, and also, you know, when there are other people around. When you're at the range, and the range safety officers are walking back and forth, and you know that they're watching you, like you can
2: feel at ease because you know what you're doing. You practice at home.
1: Yeah, it absolutely is. Well, I mean, you've been a firearm instructor now for how many years?
2: Um, I've been teaching for about eight years now, on and off. Uh, I started out as an NRA instructor, and I think that that's a really great start in terms of giving you a curriculum to work through and everything else. And then I got more instructor training. I apprenticed with a couple different instructors, Mm -hmm. and I spent some time on the line in different classes. Um, My next thing I need to do is go take Tom Gibbons' Rangemaster instructor class so that I can develop, spend more time developing my own curriculum. Yeah. Because you know NRA, basic instructor, teaches you how to teach their basic class. Oh, that's awesome. But if you want to teach more than that, you need to be a student yourself, mm-hmm. not just instructor programs, mm-hmm. but take all the classes that you can get. Yeah. So I'm continually a student, and that's what helps me become a better instructor over the yeah. years.
1: Well, before becoming this firearm instructor extraordinaire, what was your background? Um, I'm actually a super white-collar
2: ex-lawyer. No. Uh, I started practicing law the same year I learned how to shoot a gun. Yeah. Oh wow. wow. Yeah, they, they kind of grew up in parallel. I've yeah, done a lot of you know in-house corporate contract kind of work, the kind of thing that most people just want to like claw their eyes out because <laughs> we care where the periods are and all that other stuff. Um, and then firearms really gave me an outlet for a different kind of precision and a different kind of focus and i fell in love with shooting so much that i quit my job and i do this full time now wow that is awesome
1: yeah that is well, so, okay, we're doing this podcast with concealedcarry.com, and you've been a contributor with them for a while. And I saw a really, well, I want to say a really great video. Um, but it it is a great me, video. It's a great video. <laughs> but it's an eye-opener. It was an eye-opener. <laughs> it made me question a lot of things that <laughs> I was doing. No, it's well, Actually, okay. I'm not sorry. <laughs> no, I, exactly, no, I think it was very good. So, um, so we've been, we, in our first episode, uh, we hit very briefly on this whole notion of on-body, off-body carry. Um, you've got a lot of new shooters uh, that are listening to this podcast. Some of them go and get their concealed handgun license. And what's the first thing most of us do when we, when we get that if we don't have a whole lot of training? Throw it in the first. back. But you don't seem to like that very much.
2: No. <laughs> that might be one way to put it. <laughs> um, I don't like purse carry. I'm pretty upfront about that. That said, if that's what you choose to do, I think there are ways that you can do it better. And I think that if that's what you choose to do, you should know all of the problems that are inherent in it so you know what compromises you're taking Mm -hmm. you know you should be aware of the dangers you should be aware of the downsides just as you've already thought about the upsides
1: yeah yeah okay so let's let's think about that because i know when i got my first firearm and i was carrying i was not comfortable putting it on my body because i think it to me was a little more scary it was scarier Mm -hmm. to have it on your body which is going to do you know, <laughs> well, you I end up being,
0: it? I feel like a little more like, well, at least for me, like super aware. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. But uh, but more than that, too. Like, how do I not? Because I, I mean, I am girly. I'm girly and I'm not girly. Like I got two sides of me going on here. But I'm like, I definitely didn't want to have to sacrifice like my fashion. How do I do that? I mean, you've got this bulky thing hanging off your body all the time. So maybe it is just easier. Now. I will say I didn't just take my Louis Vuitton and throw it in my bag. I did actually go and like invest in a very nice uh, concealed, quote unquote concealed carry purse, which Mm -hmm. ended up being more of a range bag. Um, And, you know, I felt comfortable having it with me. But I did notice that my draw time, like if I actually was in a situation where I had to get to my firearm, I had to unzip the purse. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I mean, I could find it quick enough, but I mean, it did have like a, a Velcro holster stuck to it, but then pull it out from underneath it. But what happens if the zipper gets stuck? Right.
0: And that's what's you so know? great about the video, Annette, that you did. She goes through and you show the timings from yep. drawing from the purse, the yep. different positions. Yeah. And breaking down like the down to the seconds as to how it changes from if you were drawing from on body versus off body, right. which are things that need to be taken into consideration mm-hmm. because when it comes to your life, it
2: is seconds. It is seconds. It's less than seconds sometimes. Yeah. And you know, certainly you could take a look at what I did in that video in terms of draw times and go, well what if she pra- what if she drive fired it? What if she practiced it? And that's that's a consideration. Like if you practice a lot, maybe it's better. From what we've seen um, in my research and Claude Werner and Melody Lauer's research, it's almost always going to be slower off-body than on-body and it's always less consistent Hmm. off-body than on-body. Yeah.
1: Do you ever have girls coming to your classes that want to practice drawing from their handbags?
2: I've definitely done, I've even taught classes where we have drawn from their handbags. um, It can be done and it can be done safely. It's more difficult to support. I will say it's easier to support than some of the mm-hmm. uh, oddball on-body choices <laughs> that we women like to use. I would almost rather deal with a purse than deal with some of the soft holsters. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of on-body options that we take a look at and we think are a good idea, and they might work for a special occasion, and they're not really intended for everyday carry. Yeah. So, you know, if that's what you want to do, we need to do better mm-hmm. at it than just throwing it in a purse. Yeah,
1: no, well, and also, I mean... Do you ever just uh, tell somebody to just shoot through the purse? Because I might be reconsidering which bag I carry it in.
2: I well, sure. <laughs>
1: not going in my Chanel bag.
2: Concealed carry yeah, purses are expensive because they're cost expensive. of a purse and the cost of a holster yes. together. Uh,
1: yeah, they really are. Well, But if you did have, like, let's say someone's like, no, I really want to do this until I get comfortable holding it on my body. What do you recommend? Like the Velcro openings versus the zippers? I mean, do you have one over the other that you would recommend?
2: I think it's a difficult choice to make. Some of the new magnetic opening purses are kind of interesting. I haven't played with them a whole lot yet. Mm -hmm. I think the zippers can work if they have a large enough zipper pull so that you can actually get your hand on it. That makes a difference. Vertex likes to do that on their bags. Those aren't very girly purses, but they've got that big, giant, hand-sized pull, Mm -hmm. and that makes a difference. Um, I think it's really important to think about mounting your gun inside the purse some sort of holster that can protect the trigger. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal. So lots of different things to keep in mind on that. And while, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I want to go back to that whole shooting through the purse thing. I'm just going to ask you, how much stuff is in your purse?
1: (laughs) Good point, ladies. it's like a bottomless pit. Right. I could call it my Mary Poppins bag because I just keep, like, pulling stuff out of it, like, over and over again. So, yeah. Do
2: you really want to put a bullet through that and think that it's actually going to hit anything, even if you could aim it? what do you think it's going to hit on the way out and what will that change that that is something to consider
0: and speaking of considerations when it comes to uh off-body carry you know mindset some of the situations that you maybe if you are going to consider off-body carry maybe limiting to can you talk a little bit about like some of the mindset and maybe only limiting to um, maybe to the cocktail party or not carrying around kids.
2: Yeah, absolutely. This is something that Melody Lauer and I have been spending a lot of time talking about recently. you got to get Melody on the show. Okay. She's awesome. Um, where's your purse right now? Uh, mine is behind my,
1: me. Mine are in my pants. On the ground. I have my purse pants on, so <laughs> yes. I don't have a purse with me right now, so... <laughs> Ask another question.
0: (laughs) Mine is down here on the ground behind me. Now, if you go to a restaurant, how often
2: do you leave your purse behind when you go to the ladies' room? Oh, no, I... Usually take it with me. Usually, yeah. If I
1: have my well, if I have my gun in it, I do take it with me. I mean, I think about that. And but
2: think about your friends too. Like, Mm -hmm. do they always have that habit? Where do you put your purse down when you sit down in that chair? Well, exactly. It's it's
0: natural for us women. We go to sit down. We carry a bag and we sling the bag right over the back of the chair, and Mm -hmm. then we go about. We order our drinks, order our food, and have a good time.
2: Mm yeah Or you're at the grocery store. A lot yeah. of people like to dump their yep. purse in the child seat. Like
1: there in the child seat. And
2: then they turn away to go get something mm-hmm. and that gun's behind them. Yeah. You get in the car and you toss your purse behind you. That's really bad if you have kids, never do that.
1: Yeah. Like no. really yeah, never ever
2: do that. Consider just not having your gun in a purse around children, period. Our thought has been that purse carry works best in very time-limited environments when you can devote 100% attention to making sure you know exactly where your purse is at all times. Mm -hmm. So the cocktail party actually kind of works. If you know that you're not going to be drinking a whole lot Uh because we don't want to be irresponsible about carrying and drinking. And it's going to be, you know, two or three hours. It's mm-hmm. all adults. You're going to have your little clutch purse in your hand while Hold you're waving God, it around all right. evening. <laughs> you know, maybe that's not such a bad place. It's not a great place because you can't put it down when you get tired of carrying right, it around. Right. But it's a whole lot better than an afternoon of errands.
1: Yeah. Well, but then that comes a whole other issue, too. If you're going to have a little clutch, okay, well, then what gun do you put in your bag? Do you even have a gun that's going to fit into a tiny clutch, you know? So, and if you don't, well, then does that mean you just don't carry at all when you go out? I mean, there's so many things to think about. Yes. um, That I'm, I'm actually really glad that you did the video because it it got me thinking. I know that it's going to get other people. You have Mm -hmm. your own YouTube channel.
2: I do, but I don't put a lot of things on that right now that's probably going to change. I'm on Instagram, very active there, uh, at Blasting Beauty. Okay. And then we can also put a link to
0: the video in the show notes. Yeah. yeah. So people can have an idea of what we're talking about if they haven't seen it, because we've all seen it, um, and it'll be great for them to, you guys need to watch it and take some considerations and think about, you know, maybe you might want to reconsider Off Body carrying, or maybe not, but...
1: At least have something to think about, and it's a yep. starting point. It's mm-hmm. a journey for every single person. Everyone's on like a, a different part of their journey. Yep. Um, so, I, but I do think that it's important to have the resource. You know, we want to be a resource for women. So, you,
2: you know, I like to say that even if you've made a bad decision, that doesn't mean you're stuck there. It means that we can make it better.
1: I like that.
2: You know, we can improve on what we've done. We can make it less bad. Mm -hmm. And I'll be the first one to tell you, I think it's a bad idea to carry in a purse. But if you're going to do it, do it in a better way. Right. We can talk about getting into something better later on, but I'm not going to judge you and write you off just Mm -hmm. because you've decided to do it. And I feel
0: like in the uh, gun industry, you get a lot of people who either say, like, my way or no way. Like, this is the way it's been. This is the way it only, Mm -hmm. this is the way you can only do it.
1: Yeah. Well, that turns a lot of people off. Right, like, it, does. And it and it, i think it inhibits a lot of people from even taking the first step to get into mm-hmm. firearms. I'm of the—I don't take a staunch of a position on no off-body carry because I really do believe that having a firearm is better than not having a firearm, and at least like getting people used to something. Is good to have something to defend yourself because, again, you're in the mindset when you have something to defend yourself. So, you know, but I I do think a lot of times within the gun industry, we take such staunch positions that it intimidates people who Mm -hmm. want to get into it,
2: you know. Well here's the other problem. If we're just gonna write off somebody who does something I don't like, then they're gonna do it in the worst possible way. Right. You can some... use
0: it at it you can use it as an opportunity to show them the right way or at least provide them with resources or direct them to where they can go. Mm-hmm. If you don't even if right. you, maybe you don't know, but you can just say, Hey, check this out. There's some videos, there's some links, maybe some trainers that I can recommend yep. that'll set them on the right path so they do become a responsible mm-hmm. gun owner. And maybe they just didn't think about those
2: problems. They yeah. thought it was easy until it was pointed out to them and once they find out they go wait a minute let's go back to thinking about this bell right you know, on body carry thing. Yeah.
1: You know, it honestly too could be even the whole notion of carrying a firearm if you you don't really know that you need it or you don't think about those things until maybe you've been in a situation where you had to pull your firearm. Yeah. You know, and we're willing. Nobody ever has to do that, but right. you know things happen every day, and so I think for for me at least, like I wasn't really thinking through just how long would this take me to get my gun out of here. You know, mm-hmm. and when I did start thinking about that, that really changed my perception of of all that. I try to on body. Carry as much as possible. A few times, i wear a really cute dress, like the cocktail party thing. Like, I yeah. I just don't have another option because I have tried I have tried thigh holsters, y'all. Tanya, flashbang. Like, I, I didn't even try with that your flashbang. I mean, you'd have to like pull your dress. All so the the way yeah, up. but like, the trick is, I <laughs> so you don't pull <laughs> from
2: the hem. You pull from the middle okay so one what you start from the middle if it's is a long is that a video you're
1: gonna do Annette, for do everybody? i need to do that <laughs> 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 okay, I, gosh, I'm, I'm looking at up. riley right <laughs> now he's
2: he, he's nodding with a big thumbs up let's talk about how <laughs> Annette's gonna get a lot of views on youtube <laughs> Annette's gonna that strip on camera she's finally gonna become a gun bunny you heard it here first you heard <laughs> it here first folks <laughs> <laughs> but yeah there, there's better ways to pull that dress up and you know if if, God forbid, I have to pull a gun, yeah. I'm not going to care about my modesty. Because if I cared right, about yeah, my modesty, then, you know what, it prob- I probably didn't actually fear for my life if I was worried yeah. about yeah. that. Yeah, no, so, exactly. True. So there's very better true. ways to do that.
1: I've, I've never tried the flashbang holster before. That's why I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, not I've always i always wondered, like, with the length of a dress that I'm wearing, if it's one solid piece, how in the heck.
0: Well, especially like if it's a
1: sheath like dress, dress that's like
0: mm-hmm. fitted, form-fitted, and tight. Yeah. Like at that point, I think off-body is yeah. probably going to be. Maybe. You're either going to have off-body, or you're just going to have
1: to say, "I'm not. I'm not going to yeah. carry." Well, and you know what? Sometimes that's better. Made the thigh holster look really cute. <laughs>
2: I've never seen and it work for an anybody. I'm sure it does, please but I haven't.
1: Show me how to walk. I have put them on, and I've tried to walk, and I'm like, "This is I can. Just know, not I've, I have
0: only carried like that." with a skirt that is like an a-line skirt
1: so you put it on the outside of your of your thigh okay i
2: have done it's the in- really intended to be on the inside on your weak side but, but i don't I have a thigh gap
1: yes <laughs> Me neither. i mean let's be honest here most of
2: us don't no yeah i am running all the time
1: and i do not have thigh gap like it is not going
2: to
1: be a comfortable situation i mean it, here. it's a body
2: mechanics thing it's not a skinny fat thing yeah, right you know? You know, maybe there's people it works for. That's awesome, yeah. but it doesn't work for the rest of us. Mm-hmm. So we find something else. And you know what? We're we talk about carrying a gun, and it's important to have things with you. And consider maybe sometimes not carrying a gun is the better decision. And that's a that is that's a great point that I don't think sometimes anyone. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes maybe we talk about carrying other tools instead. Mm-hmm. Carry mm-hmm. pepper spray. Yep. Yeah. You know, I'm okay leaving my pepper spray in my purse. Yeah. And pepper spray is a lot smaller, so maybe I can find some way to hide that on mm-hmm, body mm-hmm. and not deal with having my gun on body. Yeah. Maybe I don't own a micro gun. Yeah. You know, my budget just doesn't extend right. to that. Yeah. So sometimes the answer might be don't carry a gun. hmm
1: no, no, we're big advocates yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're just advocates for carry something, yeah. keep they, something A tool on you. that you yeah. can use,
2: that mm-hmm. you've learned how to use, that you have training on, that right. is another option. That you're comfortable carrying, just make sure that you know how to use it. Right. You've trained using here's it. Here's the other thing. You know how we're always being asked to put things in our purses for the <laughs> men in our lives? Oh, my gosh. Now
1: it's my husband asking me to put it in my pants, y'all. I'm you. <laughs> This in your pants. You have five more pockets. You can put my credit card and everything in
2: there. I know men who will carry an extra gun for their partners.
1: Oh my really? god! Really? Interesting. Because where they going to, like Mr. and Miss Smith? It where they like totally. toss the gun to them and then totally. get
2: down. Totally. Well, it's not the Mr. and Miss Smith, but you know, man's carrying a backup gun anyway. So the plan is he'll wow. hand you his. But backup backup you have no idea when you end up in a situation where you're going to need to
0: it's draw what is going to ha- what is happening around you so you have no idea where your partner is going to be
2: how are it's, you going to just off body carry with a person doing it for you <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> that's one way to look at it
1: that's interesting yeah i mean i i guess i guess we, my husband have talked through those things before i, I and can he's all, i mean i actually. can uh
0: do a blog post off body carry and then they'll be reading it thinking i'm talking about purse care and i'm like oh no here's my husband it's on someone else's body, that's um, off body
2: we mean carry. off body off off body <laughs> I've seen it work. It's something oh, to think about. Oh,
1: my gosh. Wow. What are they, like, shoving it down their boot? or oh, Sometimes it's
2: like, like they have a pocket wow. gun or an ankle gun or something like that, or even they'll carry two guns on their waist.
1: Talk about being prepared. Right. There you go. That is preparation at its finest right there. I'm telling you. All right, fun question for you, Annette. Sure. Zombie apocalypse happens. What's the one gun you're taking with you? You're killing me. You get one. You only, you get, only one. get one. One, one gun.
2: So this is a hard question for me because I have probably fifty or hundred thousand more rounds through pistol than anything else. Okay, all right. Which makes me want to take a pistol you with can me. Take a pistol. But zombie apocalypse. What I really, really need is my repeating claymore, which means I need a shotgun.
1: <laughs> there you go. I know I've never understood that. Like the my the fact that they have revolvers in the <laughs> zombie apocalypse. I mean, does that not drive anybody else crazy no. besides me? Just, like, I think really there could be shots, a whole other
0: like seven episodes on talking about that. <laughs> I know, I know, totally. Like Everyone is so passionate and has their own opinions on what's going on with the zombie apocalypse and people using revolvers and not being able to handle their firearms properly.
1: Hey, well you said I only got I only get one gun, but that doesn't mean I can't also have my samurai sword. I mean I definitely think I have tools is like it's a, about having and tools tools and yes, and at your
0: disposal
2: that mm-hmm. you can use All and I'm grab gonna from. Say, though, is the reason I would take my repeating claymore is so I can fight my way to more guns. Well, this is important. You, <laughs> you didn't say I couldn't get more guns. I, you also, I know, you, I just said, hey, you can only yeah, take one. That's okay, right. I
1: did say that. Yeah, absolutely. that. In all fairness, <laughs> <laughs> in all fairness, I've always thought that'd be like really fun uh, training course. Like you are in the zombie apocalypse, Like why don't they train? More okay, I would that? have nightmares
2: having these I mean, zombies come after me. Y'all.
1: Headshots. There are under, classes under stress is a very difficult thing
2: mm-hmm. to, to master. And actually, you know, we joke about the zombie apocalypse, and I, I think some people use it as a training shorthand, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Because yeah. let me tell you, we'll stop a fight really, really fast. Three ways to stop a fight with, yep. with gun, right? Mm-hmm. One is you scare them. A psychological stop. They decide to stop. You uh, They bleed out. And that can take some time. Or you interrupt the central nervous system, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Which can go right through the eyes, yeah. the ocular window. Mm-hmm. That's basically... The zombie headshot,
1: yeah, that's the zombie headshot, yeah, absolutely, and
2: that will stop a fight pretty much immediately.
1: Yeah. Well, that's actually a good point that you make there because when you're training people, I mean, let's be real here going to the range, having time to line up your shot, please squeeze, squeeze the trigger, and then maybe hit shot? the headshot right. is a lot different than pulling your gun really quick and making your headshot, yeah,
2: you know, which is, I mean, it's all training, you yeah. need to be practicing and training. training, it's one of the reasons I compete. Yeah. Because that creates a little pressure. Yeah. You know what? Like, you didn't even hit on your competition. Sh- How do you have time to do all this? That's why I quit my job. <laughs> there you
1: go. <laughs> How often are you competing right now?
2: Um, We're winter right now, and I'm up in the Philadelphia area, so I'm not competing at all. Yeah, yeah. it's oh, cold. Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, I usually shoot probably two, three matches a month. And, okay. you know two to six majors a year. Last couple of years less, I've been busy getting my range off the ground. Depends on, you know, what's out there. Yeah. Awesome.
1: And which uh, competition shooting are you doing?
2: I primarily shoot USPSA, okay. United States Practical Shooting Association. Mm-hmm. So running around with pistols.
1: Yeah. And you didn't have any background in that? That was just something that you picked up and wanted to start getting into when you got into firearms?
2: Yeah. I didn't learn to shoot until I was in my mid twenties. Yeah. I had this idea in my head that every girl should learn how to shoot a gun. You know, every girl should know how to change a flat, Agree. Kind of yes, agree. totally yes.
0: agree with that.
2: Even if you're going to be willing to take help from a stranger, and I totally am, yeah. what if somebody doesn't come along? Yes. So right. I thought I needed to learn how to shoot a gun, and I dragged my husband to the range and said, you teach me how to shoot a gun, which was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it tends to be. To be, be fair, he, he's, very, he's very patient and very kind, yeah. but he did. it was the blind leading the blind for a while. Now. Yeah. But I fired my first shot. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is kind of fun.
0: Wasn't it? Right. <laughs> Wasn't it? I right? had the complete opposite reaction, but
2: that's for, that's for another time. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of fun, and it just kind of became a thing that we did together, and it became a thing that I loved. And yeah. It became a passion in my life.
1: Cool. Nice. That awesome. is awesome. Because yeah. I, I know. I mean, there are so many different ways to enter into the gun world. You know, whether you have a law enforcement or military background, maybe you're hunting, maybe mm-hmm. you want to get into competition shooting, maybe you just want to get a gun to protect yourself and keep it at your house. You know, whatever it is, like there are so many things that you can get into, and um, the competition aspect of it is kind of brings that fun element. But even more than that, like it actually does help you with your precision, with your accuracy, under, your speed, pressure, you yeah. under pressure, which is important. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that is awesome. So plus a
2: little friendly competition, it oh, makes that's everybody always, better. Yeah, exactly. For sure.
1: Yes, okay. absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, Annette, we really appreciate Thank you, you so coming much. on the show. Thank you for having talking me talking with out. us. Okay, so tell us again, when is your book coming out?
2: My book is out on Amazon for Kindle right now. Look okay. for the Dry Fire Primer and the hard copy, the printed copies. I actually just got a text during the show hey. saying that they showed up at my house. So they'll right. be available. Congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, watch my Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash uh, Blasting Beauty or my Instagram at Blasting Beauty and there'll be an announcement on where you can buy them awesome Great.
1: Any uh, any book signing parties um, if yes. you
2: if you manage the ones that come in the first print run, they will come signed. Hey, oh, bonus. There you go.
1: A little extra added incentive there to pick up one of Annette's books. Well, I know you are a super busy woman. you got a lot to accomplish at SHOT Show, but we really appreciate yeah, we you really taking appreciate time, time taking to, to come time. and talk with us. And um, I definitely want everybody to check out your video. Yeah, on. we'll put the links in the yes. show notes. Uh-huh. Right.
0: Everything so people know where to find you, how to watch the video. We'll include that all.
1: Yeah, for sure. And you guys, if you like what you're hearing, we would absolutely love for you to subscribe to this podcast on your mobile or listening devices is the easiest way of ensuring that you will always get the latest podcast once it goes live. So while you're on your mobile device, why not just go ahead and follow all of us and like us on Instagram at not your average gun girls. We would really appreciate it. Um, thank you guys so much for supporting this podcast. Please consider leaving a review of the podcast on Apple's iTunes so we can make sure that we continue to bring quality content. Yes. And if you have any questions or feedback, please do not hesitate to contact us on one of our social pages or via email at in. YAGG at concealedcarry.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you.